This is a hand-painted flying fish, hand-painted by me and Calber. It's seven feet, 10 inches long, and it is available for sale. You can find it at onhawaiantimepodcast.com or fast and easy, oht.rocks. And it's available for sale in our merch department. Sing music, please. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to On Hawaiian Time. I'm Mick Calber. I'm Bruce Omori. And you are... On Hawaiian Time. Okay, so welcome, everybody, to another show. Uh, we've been bringing you shows on the four of us, and everybody knows us, and we know what we think of each other. So we have a special guest today, and we'll find out what he thinks about us. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. Who is our special guest today, Bruce? Our guest today is my buddy um, and 14-time Nahoku Hanohano Award winner, Ooh. Mark Yamanaka. Yay! 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 Woo! All right. So before we get to that, uh, let's do Around the Zoom. So Mick, what have you been Gee, I don't know. I don't even remember. Reading, oh, I'm reading Echotopia. I think I said that last week. Echotopia Mm -hmm. is about the part of the United States that broke away, seceded from the rest of the United States. And that's a pretty interesting book. Mm -hmm. I don't remember hearing about that last week. I think that's that's fresh. Oh, well, there you go. It's pretty interesting. You know, it's like um, California, Washington, Oregon, they all broke away from the United States and and formed their own country. And it's um, it's pretty good. I like it. Awesome. Cool. How about you, Anne? Let's see. Um, I've been uh, painting more flying fish. And nice. I'm glad to have one um, that's up for sale on um, the uh, website, on HawaiianTimePodcast.com. So Ooh. we're putting one up for sale, anyone who would like one. Huh. And if you live on the Big Island, it comes with a 30-foot long um, bamboo pole. So <laughs> there you go. That's wow. fun. And awesome. um, yeah, mostly um, out in the yard, taking care of that, taking care of just staying home. I mean, this is the first time I've been out all week, so it's nice to be out. Thanks for having us up here at Volcano Winery. I love it. Isolation is a good thing sometimes. It is. Mark, have you yes, been sir. streaming anything? Not really. Um, I watch uh, Big Brother with my wife, and that's kind of the, the consistent show that we look forward to every Sunday, mm. Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I think they moved from Sunday to Monday. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Big Brother on CBS. And what's that about? It's almost like a human chess game. Mm. So they have a bunch of contestants that get isolated in this one house studio. And um, almost like Survivor, you got to vote people out of the house. Uh It's pretty addicting. It's kind of like at our house, honey. <laughs> I know, but I'm always outside. I know, but... Yeah, so it's, it's, it's getting towards the end of this season, so it's getting nail-biting and a lot of drama, hurt feelings, <laughs> anger, yeah, all Life. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Life. Uh, so, cool. yeah, if you guys have a chance, check it out. It's, it's fun to watch. Awesome. And uh, that's, that's about it. I don't really watch stuff. Yeah. I like documentaries if I watch, but... Yeah. 
Did anybody watch the documentary about Pete Sousa, the photographer? That the way shot? I see it. Oh my God. He's, it is so he's fantastic. One of my shooters. You have got to see that. it. You have I got love to it. see it. It's a great, great show. Great pictures and great stories. Nice. Really wonderful. Where, where can we see that? Well, it was on last night on MSNBC. I don't know where else it will be carried. It'll up. pop up again on you NBC, know, yeah, and you, you know can uh, rent it on Amazon. But it is incredible. Yeah, don't miss that one. Speaking of documentaries, I watched my octopus teacher. Oh, I want to see oh, that. Man. That's on my list. What a great doc! What is that about, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of photographer, uh, actually a filmmaker, and uh, he tries to escape um, life by spending time in the ocean. And uh, he actually sees this octopus and uh, starts following it. <laughs> and yeah, he sees this octopus in the same spot, you know, every day. And and uh, he got to a point where the octopus recognized him oh wow yeah and allowed him to get close and actually touch him and uh yeah so he followed this octopus for i think a year or a year and a half yeah until that thing completed its life cycle and laid eggs and everything and died oh wow but it must have been traumatic for the guy i gave away the ending Oh, darn. <laughs> Wasn't it? And they lived happily go, ever Bruce. after. <laughs> Bruce spoiled the fun. Wow, that was so interesting, though, you know. I took a little bit of time off from social media this past week. I mean, I was still on there for like three days. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, really, uh, there's value in Doing other things, you know, mm-hmm. rather than spending hours yeah. in front of the computer. Like visiting the Volcano Winery, where yeah, we are today. Exactly. We forgot to mention we were here. Doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing our good friends, you know. Absolutely. Like Marie. Yeah. Alex mm-hmm. and Susie. Aloha. And, yeah. and of course, Mark. Yeah, hey, nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for Thanks joining for us. Yeah. yeah. He's in the hot seat today. It's all about you, Mark. <laughs> Please. So we want to know a little bit about your backstory. You know, we know that you've, um, you were born on Oahu, but you, your family moved over to Hilo in your early life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll go from the beginning. Um, my parents are from Hawaii Island. Ah. And, uh, you know, dad went to Vietnam. Mom kind of did her thing. Um, they met up. When dad got back, uh, and then I don't know what took them to Oahu, but they both they got together and they moved to Oahu and and started started the family, mm-hmm. um, and uh, had us three, my older brother, me, and my 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 younger sister, so three of us, and then uh, immediately after my sister was born, I think that was uh, eighty four, they moved us, they wanted to move back. I see. Because uh, I, I guess they could foresee the traffic, just the headache of being there. <laughs> uh, because we're actually living in Mililani. Mm. And we're going to school in in uh, the Kahala area. Wow. Oh, oh that's a long drive. Yeah. yeah and, you Sorry, know, and so they didn't work there either. They worked. My mom worked at the Kaiser Hospital where the 
Hawaii oh. Princes. And oh. then my dad worked at uh, uh, Gaspro, which was on Dillingham, mm. uh, near, near the Kalihi area. Yeah, by the interchange. So, you yeah. know, it was a lot of back and forth stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, the quality of life mm-hmm. was more ideal here. Mm. Yeah, so and that's, and that's that's our story, our beginnings over here in Hilo. And, you know, we got to um, build our relationships with our cousins and, and grandparents. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, I loved my childhood, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to Hilo Union? Hilo Union, Hilo Intermediate, and then Hilo High School. Yeah, go Vikings. Vikes. Hilo all the way. <laughs> <laughs> when did you graduate? 1998. 98. Feels like yesterday, but it's not really. <laughs> man, time flies, man. Yeah, Once does. you're out of high school, I feel like it's just... Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you know, downhill after that. <laughs> you know, I'm just... You know, when I was probably in high school, I would think 40 years old is old. <laughs> you know, and I admit, I'm like, holy smokes. You know, my, my son just graduated last year, high school. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's just things that make you feel old and life that just gives you old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, and that's, that's the hero beginnings. And um, as far as the music side... You know, I feel like if, if I remained on Oahu, uh, I don't think I would have been the musician that I am. Uh-huh. Maybe I'd find some part in singing somewhere, but... Hmm. Why not? Why do you say that, Mark? Because I actually, I actually was influenced heavily by my mom's mom and grandpa, uh, grandpa um, at their household. They used to spin all kinds of local music mm-hmm. all the time, you know, and, and primarily a lot of it was Hawaiian falsetto singing. Mm. And they used to rave and rave about these artists. And my grandpa used to say, you know, that's a, that's a guy singing, you know. You know, and it was all the falsetto stuff. So mm. I was like, really? I was so intrigued. For some reason, it just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, my, my, my parents um, worked at the Hilo Medical Center for quite some time. And a lot of, a lot of great friends of theirs you know, used to kanikapila in, in a garage at parties, at gatherings. And I used to be around that a lot. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so all of that was just around me. Uh-huh. And uh, when I went to Hilo Intermediate, um, the Kilkaha kids, yeah, we all meet up. Hilo Union, Kilkaha. Um, I think, where else? Kaumana. Uh-huh. All, all, all that, those complex schools goes in a Hilo Intermediate. Uh-huh. So I got to meet some... Right on Hawaiian kids and, you know, that, um, oh, you should just jam on the ukulele. I was in, I was heavily into basketball back then. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's all I ever wanted to do is be the first, uh, Japanese in the NBA. I want to be the <laughs> Japanese Michael Jordan. That's great. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was playing basketball and these Hawaiian kids was jamming on the ukulele. And, awesome. They used to hang around me because they wanted to play basketball. <laughs> I wanted to like, I wanted to learn that. I want to <laughs> learn that ukulele thing. And it's so funny because, you know, I always tell a story, but when I was at Hilo Union School, in the fourth grade, there's a mandatory ukulele class. Uh-huh. You have your primary class and then a certain time in a day, you go to another class for 
I don't know how long it is, but and you have to learn ukulele. And back then I was like, no, not for me. <laughs> I don't want to do this. So I learned nothing back then. But yeah, once I saw those kids playing uh-huh. uh, ukulele and, you know, doing popular songs, I was like, that is cool. Uh-huh. I want to do that. And that's kind of how my life changed right there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So at what point did, so was it, when your parents were at Hilo Medical Center that you met Johnny Lumho? I met Uncle Johnny. Um, it must have been 1997. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was still learning a lot uh-huh. on my own and, and from peers and stuff like that. But Kuana uh, Torres Kahele actually brought me to the studio, the Halal studio, which was... Where downtown KTA is. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Jimmy's Archery, uh, Flipside Bar, <laughs> all right there on Mamo Street. Yeah. And then KTA. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uncle Johnny's studio was above all that. Oh. Above Jimmy's Archery and above Flipside. Oh. So he was on the top. Right on the corner there. Right on the corner. So uh, uh, Kuana took me there and um you know introduced me to uncle johnny and i've pretty much been with uncle johnny ever since since then and Mm -hmm. you know so learn watch learn listen all that stuff Uh and uh you know he was that was what 20 i don't know how long ago is that (laughs) where are we (laughs) anyway uh, he, you know, obviously he was years younger, so he's still, uh-huh. you know, very, very strict. And oh yeah, you know, so I've seen him mellow out. Yeah, but um, no, we, I, I've gained so many experiences and opportunities through him. And yeah, um, you know, he he was my first trip to Japan. Oh really? Back in '99, uh, I think. Nice. You know, and uh, ever since I learned. That Hawaiian music and hula and uh, the culture was a huge hit in Japan, uh-huh. which is probably around the 97 year. I was like, that was my dream to go to Japan. Uh-huh. So it took a couple of years before they went again. So uh-huh. 99, I think we went and uh, oh, had a blast. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Hey, Mark, can I, can I jump in for a second? I'm really curious about the Hawaiian music and how it's... Um, how it's been received in Japan, because I never knew that there was sort of that connection until recently. So what's, what's kind of the story behind that? You know, I, I don't know the, the real story, but I, I know that, um, you know, if you kind of break down the cultures, it's really similar. There, the, the, the respect, the, the spirituality of it, everything. Um, it's super, it's kind of like, you know, going down the same path. Um, you know, regardless what happened back, back then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there was some kind of, uh, connection. Um, from my understanding, um, the, some of the kumuhulas like Uncle Johnny Lamho, from my understanding, he, um, started going up in the, in the seventies, uh, with George Naope folks like that. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think it just became a hit, and before you know it, spread, and 
I mean, it's it's a huge thing up there. Yeah. Are you talking millions of people interested in Hawaiian music and uh, mm. hula? Yeah. You know, um, I can remember as a kid, uh, these busloads of Japanese tourists, yeah, Jack's Tours. They used to fly in from Japan, and um, the volcano was a big thing. They love the volcano. They love the orchids. Yeah. And uh, Hilo was like a hot spot. Mm. And it was just drew the Japanese tourists in. And even <clears throat> Mary Monarch, you know, now That's we a, have halals from Japan, which is incredible. And to know the a, number of, of halals. Lot. There are tons. And yeah. they are like enthralled. Everything Hawaiian. I right. mean, it's just yep. they so appreciate it when you go to the craft fairs and mm-hmm. things like that. That It's sad that this year we weren't able to have Mary Monarch. Yeah. But yeah. boy, was that was incredible. Yeah, Mary Monarch's a huge driving force behind the, the connection there. Yeah. Um, every year. And yeah, unfortunately, you know, pandemic and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, from my understanding, um, there's you know, a lot of the kumus are still doing virtual stuff with their with their halal up in Japan and stuff. So yeah, these these Japanese don't mess with them, man. They they want to be Hawaiian. <laughs> I love it. And so, how were you treated when you went to Japan? What was that like for you? You know, it's uh, it's an experience. Yeah, they they take care of us. They take care of us uh, very well. Um. Part of the reason why I look like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so handsome. <laughs> uh, you know, part, partly because of my stature as far as the Hawaiian music is concerned. And I think a little bit it has to do with my last name being Japanese mm-hmm. and from the islands. It's just, yeah, it's it, it intrigues them mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Um, but um, yeah, always a fun time up there. Have you gone frequently or not? You know, I haven't gone for over two years now. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, life happens. I, I just recently got married to my wife two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, mahalo to Marie, guys, too. They supplied some of the wine. Absolutely. Right that's, oh, a, that's a great wedding reception. Winery. Volcano yeah. Winery has some fans in the Bay Area, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, and, and, you know, I just, you know, I, you know Japanese are very... They're very into the newest things. So with that said, I haven't made a CD for five years. So, I'll, you know, 2013 was the last one prior to my latest one in, eight, in 18. So you can get erased pretty well, pretty easily <laughs> if you don't come up with new stuff, which, um, you know, I don't really care. Honestly, I had life to work on. Uh-huh. Wife to work with. That's not her. Um, <laughs> uh oh. But um, yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, you, you know, to some degree, you gotta hustle. Like I could have gone. It just wasn't my priority to go. Mm. You know, so it's been. Gee, I think November is gonna make three years I haven't gone. Oh. Wow. And so, what kind of crowds? I mean, what were the size of the audiences? It varied. You, um, you know, I I've agreed to small performances, which would be like in a in a restaurant where it could hold maybe fifty to seventy people. I've been in those venues, and then I've been into smaller theaters where it holds thousand, and then 
it goes up. I mean, probably the biggest crowd I performed for is probably like 7,000 people. Mm, wow. But, um, yeah, I have an easier time with those, though. Mm. <laughs> They're so far <laughs> away. <laughs> but the close ones, I get a hard time. Uh, we yeah. have a friend, Ben Kaila. You probably know Ben. Ben, yes, Ben. He goes over there all the time. Yeah. Not during COVID, I don't suppose, but earlier. He was over there almost as much as he was here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love yeah. you guys. Yeah, don't Japan. They? You know, they. Yep. At, at one point, I was going, maybe to like between seven to nine times a year. Wow, Japan, that's a ton. You know, compared to some of my peers, though, that's kind of minor. Some of my peers would go like every other week. How long? When you went, how long would you stay? It, it varies. I I didn't really like spending my a long time there. Uh. Every time I had agree, I'd just say, I'm, you know what, I got to be home in seven days. Yeah, because I just, on the road is hard. It's hard. You know, I've been offered tours that will leave you there for a month, and I just, I'm not into that. To some degree, too, reason why I don't really hustle all the time there is just, I got to I gotta maintain a fan base here, um, which... Is benefiting me now during these times because mm-hmm. a lot of some other peers that that totally like seriously made their mark there in Japan and and that's all they focused on. They didn't really have much of a following here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they were to perform live or even live streams, um, that that probably could affect them to mm-hmm. some extent. Being so, on the road is tough. It's tough. Yeah, you know, just living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Uh, Japan hotel rooms is not the, the biggest. If if any of you have been there, it's, you know, you're literally sleeping with your suitcase. So it's it's um it's tough. City to city, you know, you're in a foreign country and, and you, I don't speak Japanese. I don't understand. So, you know, you, every day, can you imagine like a few weeks of that? Just kind of gets to you a little bit. To me anyway. But I don't want to sound ungrateful for the opportunities because every opportunity I took up there was shaka. <laughs> so the Mary Marnock experience. Yeah. That, that's an, such an incredible event, you know, because uh, when, when I look at the Hawaiian culture as a whole, that Mary Monarch Festival seems like yeah. it is carrying the torch for the culture, the biggest cultural event in the state. Right. Um, bringing together um, language, music, and the art of hula. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's such an awesome privilege and honor to be associated with that. Uh-huh. And like for you performing, um, how, what is that experience like for you? Uh, a lot of stress. Um, that's the first word that comes to mind. Stress. Stress. Yeah. Um, but there is that, you know, that honor and privilege to do to to be able to be a part of whatever year you do, and um, it's just, you know, because you know, majority of the time you're you're being hired to, you know, accompany the dancers, right, mm-hmm. and. Um, you're being hired to do it as you practiced. And, uh, you know, when it comes time, 
to be in the pit with cameras and I don't know what the capacity, 7,000, 5,000 people, mm-hmm. you know, live audience. And then probably maybe the mentality of knowing people are watching at home or on the state, live mm-hmm. streaming from wherever they're watching it from. It's just can get to you. Yeah. It, it's 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 a lot of pressure. pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Every time I plugged in and ready to go, I was always nervous. Really? Yeah. Even after I unplug, walking off, I'm still shaking. Wow. The adrenaline, everything. Uh-huh. Such an incredible event. So photogenic, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Auntie Luana's got it going on with that, man. Yeah. You got to give it to her because that's, that's a big dog <laughs> you got to take care of. Yeah. You know, so many aspects of it. But, um, yeah, from a musician standpoint, um. You know, it's not about us. It's it's. You, but you put the pressure on yourself, though, mm. to do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just it's an interesting feeling. It's it's probably the biggest stage in Hawaii. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of your songs. Um, uh, I really. I mean, I, I love all the songs that. You've written and the songs you, Thank you. uh, you've recorded, but uh, this one song, "Morning Drive," ah. is is awesome because uh-huh. every time I listen to that, um, these visuals come to mind. <laughs> awesome. You talk about, you, you know, know, that's the idea. That was the idea behind writing the song uh-huh. is to you know transport people uh-huh. to those areas and and the things that they may see. As I on the slopes of Mauna Loa The never-ending beauty makes me smile Kalehuaula, the kapaho And the nene flying by Smoke from the crater, hale ma'u Rising high into the sky I'm glad you like it. Oh man, you know, every time um, I'm driving this way, yeah. I mean, that song comes to mind, <laughs> right you know, on. and vice versa. When I'm listening to that, I always think about, you know, seeing that plume from Halimau Ma'u. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. we don't see that anymore. Right. But then we have Kapapala Ranch yes. on the right, you know. Yeah. And it's just so, so awesome, you know. Yeah, so Morning Drive, you know, I composed that one. Uh, I think we composed it in 17. Um, and uh, it, it, it depicts my wife's coming. She used to work at. Kau High School uh-huh. uh, for three years, and um, nice. You know the the automatic response when Leilani would say she works there. When you people would ask, you know, people, <laughs> oh, where do you work? Oh, Kau High School. Oh, you live in Hilo. So the reaction from people was just like it was getting tiresome, yeah, <laughs> almost discouraging to a point. Because uh-huh. naturally, you know, when people work, they want to work near home, and you know. I guess one hour drive one way is a lot. Yeah. You know, and uh-huh. you know, it, it's always leads to, Oh, what's, so what time you got to leave Hilo? You know? So she wanted to, you know, she wanted to kind of like just hooli, hooli everybody's mentality and, and kind of like serve, send a message. Like it's not that bad. Uh-huh. You know, it, it really is not a bad drive. Um, pretty. I mean, it's, you know, just like curvatures, but, 
it's a pretty straightforward drive. And it's peaceful, beautiful. Peaceful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was the idea was to, you know, kind of take people there and, and, and appreciate the things she used to see. Yeah. And that, for me, the, the biggest thing was to document the, the plume, you know. Yeah. And smoke you know, from the crater. Smoke from Ali the crater. Ma yeah, because it's, you know, it's no longer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's just, it's a, you know, that's the fun thing about songwriting is, you know, a lot of songs document a period in time. Yeah. That, you know, some only hear of or some got to experience and it just uh -huh. takes people to that time and yeah. or remind people what was going on. Yeah. That's so beautiful, so, man. Yeah. And also, um, uh, know that several songs, I mean, a lot of your songwriting is based around your Ohana. Yeah. That's it. You know, family is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I'm not traveling and, and going here and going there for work, uh -huh. you know, cause I, I get to see my, my, my baby grow up right in front of my eyes and, you know, on a, I think under normal circumstances, um, I probably would have missed out on quite a bit of things. So, mm. um, but yeah, I get to, I, I always try to write, write songs about uh, family or family related because, mm. um, uh, you know, that's the driving force behind what I do. Mm -hmm. So one of your values. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm working on uh trying to getting ideas for my baby. Yeah. Uh, nice. I already won one for my older daughter. Yeah, and I love that song. Uh, Kaleon Alani. Yeah. Uh, which actually we're so blessed that we received the song of the year award for that one in twenty eleven. My baby girl, you are my world. You know you Uh, Morning awesome. Drive was awarded Single of the Year too. So awesome. yeah, I was, was pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even that song about uh, grandma's love. Yeah. That Touching. one. Uh, that one I wrote for my grandma, my my, my dad's mom. Uh, she passed. She passed away in 2015, and um, very soft spoken, mm. lighthearted woman. You know, and always smiling, and it's always so pleasant, and uh, you know, I just wanted to pay tribute to her. There's nothing like a grandma's love. There's no one quite like you. Wish I could see you smile once more, like you used to do, like you. Um, you know, it was one of those times where you kind of expect it, like, I'm going to get asked to sing at their funeral or memorial service, mm. you know, so you, you will start turning like, okay. And the whole week I was like, I don't know what I'm going to sing. I don't know. You always immediately you start looking for that perfect cover song to, mm. you know, pay tribute to. 
and uh, couldn't find it. So the night before, I just wow, <laughs> really, wow, you know, and, and you know, that that should be the the first instinct is to I'm gonna write a song, hmm. but you know, eh, you know, my confidence level sometimes is not so. Immediately, you know, the first instinct is to go look for a cover song that that would be would fit fit best, uh, the person or, mm-hmm. but couldn't do it, so I ended up writing that song for my grandma for mm-hmm. her service. So, yeah, nice. I, I sang it and uh, um, immediately after it was like, oh, what a beautiful song! You should record it. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tricky with with songs that personal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 music side is telling me, yeah, you should record it, and uh-huh. well, you know, the personal side is like, uh, no, that's too personal. Uh-huh. Yeah, you Similar, probably you probably gave a gift to many people that were going to be in that same situation that wanted to say yeah, those same words know, to got, honor their grandma. Yeah, I've gotten numerous uh, messages saying that oh, that song you know means a lot. I just lost my grandma. Stuff like that, and you know, even with um, Kaleo Nalani, I, I was not gonna record that song at all. Mm. I was this close to saying no. I'm oh, really? Gonna... <clears throat> I'm glad you did. Yeah, I got, and then I got a, uh, you know, the nudge from people. You should record it. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, you know, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, had a good friend of mine, uh, Sean Ishimoto, um, record all the tracks for that as far as the music. And I just went in there and sang it. Nice. So sometimes you just, sometimes you just got to know your role <laughs> <laughs> for the better. And I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not fit to, to play the music in the song. So I heard my friend Sean Ishimoto. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of my songs are uh, family oriented. Uh-huh. So you've got that beautiful song about Leilani as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is she anyway? Oh, taking care of baby. Uh-huh. She's a great mom. Uh, yeah, that was actually, I was sitting in her grandma's house with her uh-huh. and I had this classical guitar and I was just, sometimes you just doodle. Similar with artists, you just so I was doing the same with the guitar and just words start coming out and that's, that's kind of what came out. And uh-huh. um, I don't know for some reason why. Of course, she didn't want it on the album, but I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's all right. I want to say good morning to your pretty smile, Layla. It's a straightforward song, mm. you know, straight from the heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. The songs about your ohana are touching and moving and everything. I love each and every one of them. Um, another thing that you sing that really moves me is um, you do a hymn, How Great Thou Art. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Moves me to tears. Thank you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you know, um, that was a song that uh, uh, my grandmother encouraged me 
my grand, my mom's mom, who uh-huh. uh, you know encouraged me to do Hawaiian music and uh-huh. some church music, and uh, you know she uh, when my my grandpa died, her husband, uh, she had asked if I could do Haugitau art mm-hmm. at his service. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that song transpired into my repertoire, and uh, we had uh, some. Uh, translators make sure the old translation is good and uh-huh. put everything together and the recording actually has the Honolulu Boys Choir on it. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, so it's a nice touch. Those kids are probably grown men now. Oh, really? That was cuz I released that uh back in 2010. Oh. You know, so they had to be at least 10, 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know? At least, uh-huh. Uh-huh. or even older, when they had, you know, because they all have high pitched voices. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, the Honolulu Boys Choir, my, my, the producer, Kale Chang, who produced it, was actually the director of the oh. choir. So he. From what I understand, I wasn't there when they recorded it. From what I understand, they because there was a bunch of them, it's not like they could uh, provide headphones for each every kid. So mm-hmm. they went and recorded without headphones. That's how. Wow. That's how uh, uh, you know disciplined they were. They can just watch him conduct and. Uh-huh. Um, they so they weren't even listening to any track. They were just wow. singing by his direction. Really? Awesome. Uh, so. That's I've I've yet to have somebody come up to me and say, "Oh, I sang on that song." <laughs> I, I never experienced that yet, so uh-huh. maybe one of these days you will. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Hey, uncle, they gonna call? Uncle, <laughs> hey, uncle. <laughs> awesome, love that song. But yeah, I tend to close, tend to close my shows and performances with that song. Yeah, nice, nice. And then you have this one song about our favorite sport, <laughs> golf. <laughs> That's very near and dear to my family, too. <laughs> it's a family song. Yeah, I wrote that. Uh, you know, I wrote that uh, Pani Kolepa is the name of the song, which means play golf. And I uh, wrote that one back in 2000. Um might have been 2000, might have been 99 or 2000. One oh, of those. Okay. I was in college and I was taking Hawaiian language in at University of Hawaii, Hilo. I see. So I was like, you know, fooling around with the language and just trying, trying my very best. And uh-huh. yeah, so it just, it's, it's a, you know, the g- golf is a, in people's minds, a slow sport, right? Just kind of, uh-huh. but uh, you know, if you, if you kind of play the game, you understand the follies. Uh. <laughs> we do. Right? <laughs> That's about all I understand about golf. <laughs> the follies. You know, it's just... It's, that's the only way you can describe it to people. If you had to describe it to people, people would get bored if you really describe it, how it it's visualized. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So I put it into song. It's kind of an upbeat, fast song and uh, takes you on this journey of... Uh, the song basically says it's a it's a beautiful day. The sun is out. Let's go golf. 
And then, uh, you know, hey, holo, holo, kaua, hey, let's go. Let's go play golf and uh, swing, you Luna, swing up, swing down, and swing swing with uh, shrinks. Swing strong. <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so. Um, and it takes you into the this minor section of the song where it's uh, away. It's like, whoops. Away uh, kiki. Uh, I think it's, uh, no, uh, what is that? Uh, water pond. Oh. <laughs> uh, sand bunker. And then ends up in the bushes. <laughs> and then ekatonk makeka akolepa, which is... Uh, Oh, he hits the he's the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of takes you to this funny journey of you know, yeah, because it's fun, you know. And then the end of the song is basically saying, uh, you know, you're just trying to get it in the hole, and oh, but my, I'm so sore and tired, you know. So, so what's your handicap? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote the song, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back then, I was probably a 10. Wow. wow. It's, you know, a lot of skipping classes to go golf. <laughs> no, it's called practice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now, I don't know. I probably, I, I don't know even what to expect now. But the last time I played, um, I think it was over here, Volcano. Sad to see it kind of yeah. vacant. Yeah. But uh, I saw some people out there playing today. Really? Yeah. Well, don't tell Wait. him that. You guys will all head off to the course. Um, I guess I played right before they closed. Huh? Just before the fire, I think. Yeah. I don't know which when it was that was it this year? We played no, we played year. after the last fire. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, working so, out a little hut. Yeah. Uh shot an eighty three. Oh nice. Which for me, you know, I, I maybe I go Maybe two times a year, if even. He can't. He can't play with us. He's no, way too good. Definitely for us. not. It 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 all depends how you're feeling, mm. how your body's gonna cooperate, and your mind. Those two gotta be in sync, man. Your mind, your abilities. It's just. I always thought golf was, you know, a, a wonderful hike in a beautiful place, ruined. <laughs> right. Isn't that a Mark Twain quote or something? Something like that. <laughs> I, I think for it. us amateurs, though, you got to go in with no expectations. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to be a sad day. Because <laughs> one hole can really ruin it for you. Huh? <laughs> sure or one can. shot can. We just yeah. have fun. If you're not having yeah. fun, you know, it's, like, it's like playing bridge. You know, you play for fun. If you're playing serious, <laughs> too hard to read. Yeah. But I always get that one guy, though. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dropping, uh, you know, F-bombs and this and that. Right. <laughs> That's Bruce, right? <laughs> oh, is it Bruce? Oh, okay. I've never seen that side of Bruce yet, though. No. Not yet. Not yet. Just kidding. But we were, prior to the show, we were just making plans to go, so. Nice. We'll see. Bruce just usually says, Bruce just usually says, shucks. Oh, shucks. Okay. Yeah. That's a good go to. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, golf, good fun though. Yeah. We got to go. We need to. Yeah. We need to just scratch the itch. One more question yes, about sir. your music. Um, I noticed that um, there's a lot of country western influence mm. in some of the songs we perform. Yeah. Um, and does that come from. Our, um, you know, Paniolo culture here on the island, or is there another 
source of inspiration? Um, for as long as I can remember, I was I knew I was decent at you know imitating the twang. <laughs> you know, um, but in '97, my brother went to school up in Pullman, Washington, Washington State University. Oh yeah, and uh, he'd uh, he'd come home with the latest and greatest songs that he he'd listened to during the semester or whatever time it was. Uh-huh. So the first song he introduced me to was "Don't Take the Girl" by Tim McGraw. <laughs> and I was like, holy smokes, I like this song. <laughs> this is a cool song. So ever since then, I was yeah. I was a fan of country music. Yeah. Nice. Um gotta be honest though, I don't like the latest country stuff. Just being honest. Um, yeah. it's losing the real acoustic guitar sound, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fire pit, campfire kind of sound. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um Hawaiian music is kind of changing too. Uh, it's not having that real chalangalang style. It's everybody's incorporating uh, piano and strings and full orchestra with Hawaiian music, which is cool. But I, I'm just so used and brought up with the whole ukulele chalangalang with the steel guitar. Hmm. Um, so, so of the of the hundreds, I don't know how many there were of Hawaiian musicians. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorites? Uh, I'd have to say well, there's a handful of them, um, but as far as what I listen to to perfect my craft um, was always Gary Haleamau, uh, who's from Kona, now lives in Vegas. Uh, Dennis Pavao, of course, the late Dennis Pavao, um, who was part of the Hui Ohana with Ledward Ka'apana and his twin brother, uh, Nedward, mm. uh, Nikki boy, Ka'apana. All which uh, hail from Kalapana, yeah, uh, Hawaii Island, plenty of Hawaii Island greats, man. Yeah, uh, those those would have to be my top. Huyohana and uh, Gary Haleamau were mm-hmm. probably they just they just presented a different sound, which which we we all label as musicians. We label it as the Big Island sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of what I grew up with. What is what is so ono to the ear, mm. so to speak? You know, it's just like I can sit down, I can sit down under this cork tree and listen to that all day long. Mm. You know, as long as it's not raining on me, but <laughs> just that that kind of music will just soothe my soul. Mark, you mentioned a little earlier, like you had a lack of confidence with was it songwriting or just playing? Um, everything surprised me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I just, I guess, you know, as as a uh, young kid, I just was, never was a r- real confident person. Um, you know, the only thing I was confident about is basketball, and I'm still confident that I can <laughs> beat people down the road in basketball. <laughs> and my wife will tell you, <laughs> I would say, you know, oh, I was I was the best at basketball. <laughs> Like it really was. I thought I was like, uh, but um, you know, I still I still have a lot of insecurities, and I naturally though as a as a human being, I'm just a shy person. So I think that has a lot to do with my confidence and, and stuff like that. So you know, Mark, for a shy person, self-proclaimed shy person, 
I think you're one of the best guests we've ever had. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? For sure. <laughs> no, really. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, Mick. And from the heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, my parents, you know, they brought me up everything from the heart. So mm-hmm. you gotta, gotta follow through with that. So, so what would you say to somebody who is watching or listening, who is shy, who wants to be a performer? Like, how do you get over that hurdle? There's moments as you go along that will boost your confidence. Um, for me, it was having all the local uncles, Uncle Piggy Kaleohano, um, well, it's plenty. Uh, oh, Uncle George Nawape, Uncle Johnny Lamho, all of them along the way will will give you some sort of glimmer of hope and, and light that, hey, you're on the right track. Keep going. You know, so. And to have those those gentlemen respect what I was doing and how I was doing it was already, you know, that really just took me took me to that level where, okay, I can do this. You know, because I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna reflect back to a little section I didn't mention, when I was in high school, um, I never wanted to carry my ukulele because I was shy and shame. You know, um, I don't know if a lot of people know, but some people don't know. But I'm not Hawaiian by blood, so my mentality during high school was like. I shouldn't be carrying this ukulele around because I'm not, I don't want a coco in me. So I went through that whole time feeling insecure mm-hmm. about what I was doing. So, but I kept at it. Uh, like I said, met up, did things in front of Uncle Piggy Kaleohano, all these, uh, all these guys that I looked up to growing up. And they would always compliment and encourage so those, you got to understand who's above you. And when they give you feedback or compliments, you have to know that it's coming from a real place. So I took that to heart. Uh, another person was Skylark Rossetti, mm-hmm. who, who we lost. And I, man, I miss her so much. Um, she was always, always so supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, you know, there's been times where she was not my favorite auntie. <laughs> but from the heart came, yeah. Her her teachings, her scoldings, or whatever you want to call it, you know, that helps shape me into the person or the musician that I am. So, yeah, a lot of people don't know, and I really don't boast that. But Auntie Sky was a she was a huge supporter of mine's and always encouraged. Yeah, because you know, I went to I latched onto her because I know she had so much insight on the industry mm. and so much experience with different artists. So, you know, I really respected what she said. Mm. Helps to win a few she awards too, doesn't it? That too. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. She was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she actually wrote my liner notes for my first CD. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She, she was the, yeah. I needed her blessing. Mm. Yeah. I think the takeaway for me is, is do it from here. You know, do it from the heart. And that's, you know, that's what I, it's what I would take away from myself, you know, because that's the way I try to live my life if possible. Spend too much time up here, but it's good to make the 18-inch drop down to here. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
cannot go wrong with that. Uh. Yep. From yeah. the heart. Right on. Yeah. It's great to meet the the voice and the songs that I love, the, to meet the real person. And I really appreciate that. And and the humbleness of what goes into, you know, it's one thing to have be, get up, perform, but the background to it and to know what you've gone through. I, I really, really appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Anne. I really do. Quite a story. Mm-hmm. Mark, your music really speaks more to my heart, you know, and appreciate that. I feel Thank this you. connection with you, even if maybe you don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I do, Bruce. <laughs> Mark doesn't really like you, Bruce. It's getting, getting kind of intimate here. I feel like we should. <laughs> I love your images. <laughs> Romance. <laughs> doesn't like you very much, but loves your images. <laughs> Oh, Mark, your, your music is, you know, it, it's really personal. And uh, that that really speaks to my heart. It touches me and moves yeah. me, you know. And um, it's the great thing about music. Uh, it soothes, soothes the soul. Yeah. And uh, that's what your music does for me. Right on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, just know that this guy is scared pro- producing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah. You know, when you talk about fear and everything, I mean, I'm one that was painfully shy growing up and even talking to strangers, I would try and avoid. Yeah. So people would think, oh, the guy, he's funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, never got used to that. And now I'm doing a podcast. I'll 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 tell you a quick story about that kind of stuff. Um, I was uh, doing uh, uh, Pakele Live, which is a program they have on OC16, uh, uh-huh. produced on Oahu. And uh, we were at the Willows restaurant uh-huh. doing the show. I don't know if I was there performing or there supporting a friend. But uh, in comes Jerry Santos of the group Olomana. Yeah. I remember days, you know, Kuomio Kalu. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, he's uh, just a legend in his own right. And, uh, you know, so we had a chance to com- conversate. And uh, for some reason, it, it leads to, hey, you know, Mark, I you know, I got to tell you this. I thought you was real high maka maka <laughs> and real stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, good Jerry. Oh, no, please. I'm not like that, you know. And I, I told him, I probably, you know, I just probably use super shy. You know, you you are uh, this kind of stature. You know, I get, I kind of, you know, I kind of break down and, you know, so I'm sorry if I came across that way, <laughs> but no way, I'm not like that. And I always tell people that story because he made it a point to tell me, uh-huh. hey, I thought you was real high makamaka, you know, uh-huh. high nose or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There's one of those words again, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he explained it. Yeah. I think he did. Um, no, but I try, you know, I try to be approachable. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I just do music, you know. Yeah. And my wife, that she keeps me in line. She always tells me, you just play music. You know, you nobody above, you know. So and my parents too, they're real big on uh, humility. Mm, yeah. So I try to carry myself uh like that. So 
And you know, we, uh, we Asians, so the eyes small. I look like we frowning all the time. Or <laughs> look like we mad, unapproachable looking. So always look like something bothering us. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're not smiling, you know, people think we're a little bit angrier. <laughs> the word we use for Bruce is inscrutable. Intrudable. Intrudable. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and all the time I spent with you and everything, I, I know and I feel your passion for Ohana and music, culture, and uh, um, it, it's nice to hear some of a little bit about your insecurities and things that you've overcome. Yeah, because it, it's it just speaks about how um, true passion can overcome these obstacles and make things happen for you. Yeah. I think so, well, if you have a vision, I think, uh, you know, and you stick to it, no matter what uh, obstacles come your way, you can get over it. So yeah. uh, with the support of your loved ones too. Exactly. That's a, that's yeah. a huge. It is a huge plus. part. Yeah. Cause when everybody's against you and that's even harder. So when you mm. have a good support system, uh, that helps. It helps mm. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we do our Lava Fix segment real quick? Because okay. Mark mentioned how he liked Bruce's photos. And we're up at Volcano <laughs> yeah. Winery, pretty close to the crater. So I thought it'd be nice just to take a couple looks of couple of Bruce's photos, take a couple. Sure. Look at them, talk about them a little bit to get a yeah. little perspective of where we're at here. Yeah, so I've got these shots of Kilauea Caldera with Halima'uma'u, that crater, that pit crater uh, on the left. And um, on the far side, if you can see my cursor, this is Jagger Museum and the Overlook. So this crater right here, Halima'uma'u, is about, a, or used to be a half a mile in diameter. Mark, do you remember the first time you saw the lava lake? Halima'uma'u. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I cannot remember when, but I remember, you know, we used to go to the uh, volcano house and check out the glow. Yeah, that glow used to reflect yeah. off the rising uh, gas plume. Yeah. And this is what happened in 2018. Halima'uma'u collapsed. And uh, it went from being a half a mile in diameter to over a mile in diameter. And now it's probably between 1,500 to 2,000 feet deep. Wow. And it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around what happened. But that's, I, I don't do the diameter radius extrapolation thing very well, but that has to be four, five, six times bigger now than it was before. There it is. And this is Halima'uma'u. That's a, that's a witch's today. brew if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a radical time color, for Halloween. Man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. And so how, what's the size of the water down there? The... That, that lake is about 800 feet, more than 800 feet um, yeah. across. Yeah, and I don't, those I don't were the, the dimensions depth. when this shot was taken maybe about five or six months ago. And I know but it's the, continually getting larger. Yeah, it's getting larger. Larger and larger. Yeah. It's about, the, about three football fields long now, something yeah. like that, right? Yep. From the Volcano Winery... Here is Mark Yamanaka. Woo! Woo! Woo!
Six o'clock in the morning, hoping to get me going. I hit it to the south side of the island. The sun just started rising. It's going to be a beautiful day As I collide Iuka On the slopes of Mauna Loa The never-ending beauty makes me smile Kalehua Ula The Kamamo And the Nene flying by Smoke from the crater Hale Rising high into the sky Just a few things On my morning drive As I finish climbing The rosa's getting windy Kupawa in my speaker Singing bye bombay, bombay Kau desert on my So blessed to live on Hawaii As a Kaliva Iuka From the slopes of Balakano The never-ending beauty Makes me smile Namanu Pikake Dispede Hulu Catch my maka every time Uehu Kalepo In Pahala same old people driving by Just a few things On my morning drive All these beautiful things On my morning drive oh. Hey, morning drive uh, That song was... Uh, composed back in 2017 with my wife and I, and uh, we uh, had fun pretty much this depicting her, her morning drive from Hilo to Pahala High School, Kau High School, rather. And uh, it, just, it just lists a whole bunch of beautiful things she sees along the way. And uh, it was very fun composing that with my wife. Tough, tough too. Uh, I just wrote this one last week. I think it was last week. And uh, speaking of country, it's kind of has a country feel. And so I, remind me if I focus on this iPad because it has the words. Uh, my memory is very poor as I get older. And that's why I don't drink. <laughs> you guys hear that Ringo Starr song? The no, no, no song. <laughs> um, um, so I've, I, I, I didn't have like a real title, but I've, I've titled this song "Live in a Dream," and it basically kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of nervous doing it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. How's this song go now? Okay. I gotta reach down deep and grab my little honky tonk twang out.
So I wrote this song. I don't know how it came about, but I wrote this song um, basically saying that, um, you know, I've been living a good life thus far. And uh, pretty much uh, I'd be all right if I died tomorrow. So anyway, just pretty much a, a gratitude song. So, sort of, sort of like that. So, I think we, uh, in life, I think we focus too much on what we don't have, and uh, it's kind of like uh, instead of focusing on the things that actually we do have. All right, living a dream. <laughs> Here you go, brand new, like I've already performed it before. <laughs> Oh, wife puts me on the spot. Thank you. That's why I have her. Yeah? <laughs> Face my fears. <laughs> I've been blessed to say the least in this life of mine. I got three healthy children and a hard-working wife. Got a roof over my head with a bed to sleep just right. I don't need nothing fancy. I say I'll be doing just fine. I'm living the dream. I'm living the life. I couldn't complain. If I went to heaven tonight, I'm living the dream, I'm living the life. If I die tomorrow, I think I'd be satisfied. Yeah. I've flown across this globe and seen them big city lights. I much rather have the country underneath the starry skies. I have me a new ukulele with a guitar by my side, with a short glass of whiskey, and everything is feeling alright. I'm living the dream, I'm living the life. I couldn't complain. If I went to heaven tonight, I'm living the dream, I'm living the life. If I die tomorrow, I think I'd be satisfied. I'm living the dream, I'm living the life. I couldn't complain if I went to heaven tonight. I'm living the life If I die tomorrow I think I'd be satisfied If I die tomorrow I think I'd be satisfied Hey! <laughs> living a dream we got, we got time for one more? Awesome.
All right, so I, I, I know I mentioned this in the podcast. I, I tend to close with this song, so. <laughs> we want to send this out to uh, Marie and Mahalo for having us today.
Mahalo. Thanks for hosting, Bruce. Absolutely. Did a great job. Thank oh, yeah. you. Yeah, Mahalo, Bruce. Well, Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. Thanks for joining us. This was wonderful. It was wonderful. And big mahalo to Marie yes, and the crew Marie. here at Volcano Winery. Volcano Winery. Absolutely. Mahalo. Mahalo. Thank you. Aloha. OHT.rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to get the plug in. <laughs>